Hey everyone, just want to take a quick second before we just dive into this episode today to provide a little trigger warning. Um, we are uh, we end up talking about uh, some heavy topics and even make references to sexual assault, harassment, and even rape. We don't really talk about these things in this episode but they're examples for the larger point that we're making, but we still thought it would be best if we just kind of gave you a heads up prior to just diving into it. Thanks for listening. Hey, two weeks in a row. Does this sound <laughs> hey. like deja vu? <laughs> we, we might be on a roll. <laughs> yeah. Shall we try to replay the conversation we had a few minutes ago before I stopped because our record levels were wrong? Should yeah. we start? Yeah. Should we try that? Okay. <laughs> no, but really, we're we're two weeks in a row because we finally uh, got a little a space of time that was quiet. Yeah, it's yeah. Hard to do around here. Yeah. In fact, uh, we were informed. That Asher will be spending the night with his aunt tonight. Yeah. Um, good luck, Kaylee. Yeah, well, good <laughs> luck. And also, I don't know that I'm okay with this. <laughs> not that he's staying with Kaylee, but I, I'm not used to him staying away from me. So, yeah, I know. Anyway, I know. We, I'm we feeling a little out of sorts. Over that camping trip. Yeah. We've been a little uh, mushy on, on time with him. I have been. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is a little, um, I don't know what, I don't know quite what to think of this. <laughs> I may have to check on him in the middle of the night, like just a 3 a.m. FaceTime or something. <laughs> well, Kaylee will love you for that. I'm sure she will. She will probably be awake already. <laughs> Let's just be honest. He will keep her up. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. Um, so, yes, it is quiet in here. Yeah. And, uh, we kind of, I mean, we're, we're not used to having the house to ourselves, so. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you got nothing well, to say on well, that. Well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's raining outside, and I want to open all the windows up and just hear the rain. Yeah, well, and we should. Sit with a drink, and yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This is all good time. Of, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, kind of in, you know, thinking and, and, you know, about what's to come and all that kind of stuff, too, so it's. You know, it, it, there, there is that point when, I mean, we were planning on it already, but it's, you know, in the future that we will be empty nesters at some point, you yeah. know, and so we think about that and we know. think. One year, 18 years, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's all good. Life happens, you know, yeah. we're not no, no, um, regretting anything. It's just that, uh, there, I mean, you get spaces like this and we think about it, Yeah. You know? so like how quiet it is, yeah. so. But anyway, um, that's that part of the broadcast. So, <laughs> and there's your small talk. And there's your small talk. Aren't we so good at Can it? Can I drink it? Yeah. This so really good. you know, I went back to a, a an old original that we haven't had on the podcast in <gasps> a long this time. A lovers' quarrel. This is a lovers' quarrel. So mm, cheers. there you go. Cheers to you. So this is a you know a very a very cherry drink. This is basically a. 
you know, a leaded Shirley Temple is what this is. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got, it's a gin Shirley Temple is what it is. Yeah, so, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Mm, that's tasty. I like lovers. Okay, I can tell that I'm going to have to carry the conversation today. You are not engaging. I, my head is... You're already in, like, the our topic for today, aren't you? Well, I, my head has been in a thought process all morning. I... I had uh, I only worked four hours this morning, yeah. and I was pretty much there by myself because um, we didn't have patience in, and and so, you know, I do a lot of thinking when the phones aren't ringing, and sure. you know, so I get stuck in my head a little bit. I think I'm kind of in my head. Okay. That doesn't work well for a podcast. <laughs> so we're gonna... Well, I don't know anybody really wants everything that's in my head in their ears. So Well, they are free to turn it off, but, if, <laughs> but they're going to turn it off if there's dead air. So, mm-hmm. Or if it's just me trying to make small yeah. talk that it doesn't work. So. Well, okay. So you, it, it kind of started with um, a few little thought strings that I had, and yeah. I was texting with you this morning just trying to hey, what if we talked about this? And I kind of brought it up um, earlier in the week. But he, you finished the book. I have not. I'm still reading or listening to the audiobook yeah. of Hashtag um, Church 2. Yeah, I finished it today. And um, and I am, you know, it just provokes so much uh, thought for me and kind of unpacking. And um, and uh, so far, for where I'm at in the in the book, I'm really appreciating it. I don't want to say I'm liking it because I it's a topic that you don't really want to like. But before we go any further, it, it, the hashtag church to is was piggybacked onto the hashtag me Too mo- movement. Right. Um, of sexual assault and, you know, and it, it you know, in whether it's corporate, whether it's mm-hmm. Hollywood, whether it's you right. know, in government, you know, wherever it is. Right. Um and so hashtag church two came along because somebody started going, yeah, we're talking about it being in all these places, but one area that we're not addressing is the sexual assault and harassment that goes on in churches. Mm-hmm. And so this whole book is dedicated to that and kind of in the guise too of, of being uh, really uh, in, entirely uh, as a result of the church's hold on purity culture. Right. Um, and so that's that's and, the, the the basic idea of this book, yeah. Well, and it and it's more than just you know there's there's stories throughout it of examples of um, you know people's experiences within um, uh, church culture um, around right. abuses of different kinds. It's not it's not graphic or anything like that, but. Um, oh, it's incredibly uncomfortable. Though. It's uncomfortable for sure, but yeah. I, I don't want to paint a picture that it's a, a graphic book of uh, sexual abuse or anything like that. Sure, sure. Um, but but what it really it could also be probably titled. Um, it has a subtitle, but it's it could also be titled purity culture of some kind um, yeah. because it really talks about the systemic uh, culture that is produced by purity teachings um, from the churches, um, from church communities and, and beyond. But right. um, but when you start to dive into things that are systemic and not just a fad or not just a, you know, one denomination's experience or anything like that, it's it really starts to kind of uproot a lot more for you in terms of, oh, well, if, 
if that, then what about this? You know, so that, I think that's what got me in my head. Um, yeah, and, with all of it. And just to speak to that for a moment, um, you know, I was I was having a conversation with my barber actually, <laughs> <laughs> Jefferson Workman, the Bamboo Barber, because. <laughs> He's not sponsoring this, but he listens to he us. He listens to <laughs> us. <laughs> and we and were, he makes you pretty. <laughs> it's so pretty. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, we were, we, every time I go have a haircut with him, we have these intense conversations yeah. that I just love. I'm and pretty jealous of them. They sound awesome. One of the things, when we were talking about all of all of this systemic kind of nature of things, and, and you know, one of the things that, um, that, you know, we were, we were talking about is that when you have all of this fruit on a tree, right. Mm -hmm. And you don't care for the fruit. And so you go and you start like trying to just pluck it off. Well, Mm -hmm. then the tree just keeps growing new fruit, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, you're not really dealing with anything. And so if you really want to deal with the, you know, with how, you know, why are we growing this fruit in the first place? Right. Then you really have to deal with the with the branches. You have to deal mm-hmm. with the trunk of the tree. You have to, and then you find yourself going into the root system, and it it goes deep, and it becomes very difficult, you know, because you find out roots are everywhere. And what you end up finding too, when you're talking about systemic kinds of issues, is that is that you find out that the roots don't just stop with this tree. It's like they're they they spread for. You know, mm-hmm. large distances, and they cross over into other, mm-hmm. you know, trees too, and all this kind of stuff. And so you've got like all of these attached root systems. That if you just deal with one, what you find out is that it just kind of pops up and looking different over here, yeah. right? Um, and it's like uh, this is what we f- this is what we find out. You know, I was um, on the exvangelical group page today and yeah, somebody your, said you know comment. what else are you what else have you deconstructed other than you know religion and you know and I said well you know politics and you know uh, the Economics, American dream yeah. and <laughs> you know education and on and on and on and I said I guess they were right about that whole slippery slope thing right yeah. and so that was one of the things that was I just remember being so like taught from a, an early age is that you have to be careful of the slippery slopes. Once you start down that path, it's slippery and you can find yourself at the bottom of the ravine. And so mm-hmm. it was always this thing in the church to be careful about what you poke at. Be careful mm-hmm. about what you ask questions about. Be careful about, you know, the root systems that you start unearthing, right? Mm-hmm. Because you go down a slippery slope. And I was like, no, they were absolutely right, actually. You know? That, but that's what they were afraid of. That's what they were afraid of. They were absolutely right. What I... What we're finding is that, yeah, we we got to go into these places because you have to deal. You, you, you find out that it's all interconnected. Uh, well, um, yeah. I mean, we found this out in spring of 2020 when um, the, the voices got really loud, necessarily loud, um, regarding racism and white privilege. Right. And when you start to talk about something being systemic – you don't get to just stop at one, you know, bad arrest that results in somebody being killed. You're talking about, no, wait, we've got to, if we start to unearth this, we have to start facing everything right. that goes with that. And, you know, 
we actually have to get brave enough to do that. It's it's not easy. We have to admit we were wrong in areas. We have to uh, admit that we need to change something. You know, it's it is it's not a difficult or it's not an easy process to just say, oh, I'm not going to you know engage in my white privilege anymore. It, it doesn't work like that. And um, we yeah. have to we have to unearth all the stuff so that we know right. exactly where it's coming from. I happen to be one of those people who. I need to go to the core of things. So when when I was raising my kids, when they were really little toddlers, um, and they would cry or be frustrated or lash out by hitting or biting or something like that, for me it was never about that one action. There was something deeper going on, a need that wasn't being met, right. that needed needed my attention more than the actual act of hitting or biting. And I'm, I'm just always that kind of person. That's how I think. And I think that's why I get stuck in my head. Um, so when I approach like a book like this, hashtag church too, when we're talking about purity culture and sexual abuse um, or uh, sexual harassment within the church environments, um, you better believe that I need to know what the core of this is. I'm not just wanting to change what happens on the surface or just walk away and say, well, I don't need to go to that church anymore. It's so much deeper than that. And I want to know what is the cause? Where does it come from? Right. And um, for me, there's a, there's between that and our flag conversation on the last podcast, I keep wrestling with a couple of words in my head that just like, um, are they opposites? Do they go together? Do they benefit each other? Are they, um, is one better than the other? Um, am, I, am I using one of them wrong, like in the wrong context, or are we as a culture using the word wrong? So that's what's bouncing around in my head, and that's kind of what I proposed that we talk about Well, today. I think it's kind of interesting because um, the first that I heard of this from you, in, and I realized it, it was probably bouncing around your head mm-hmm. quite a bit beforehand, yeah. but it was actually last night. And yes, we were, something we were, triggered in a We were in watching movie. a show. Mm-hmm. No, it was just the, the show. And, in, and a commercial came on for yeah. another show yes. about American highway systems. And yes. there was a quote in there, and you responded to it. Yes. I can't remember what the quote <laughs> was. Because <laughs> I, I gotcha, it, it I moves gotcha. me right through to the next thought. But yes, okay. that, that yes. sort of like put some pieces that were juggling around in my head that I wasn't yeah. finding space for. And when I saw that advertisement for this show about American highways, I was like, that's it. That's yeah. the connection right there. They were talking about how, you know, highway systems opened up and, and all of a sudden people were feeling freedom. Oh, yes, I do remember and, the quote now. Yeah, and so it, that was, yeah, whatever the quote was, it's, you know, that was the concept. And you immediately responded to that. Yeah, so the this guy is saying, he's just describing some of the the opening up of the highways throughout America from east to west, north to south, and and the access Americans were suddenly going to have and how it changed the way of life for America. And he said that the highways brought a new freedom to Americans. And I just responded almost quicker than I could like think about it. And I said, no, it wasn't freedom, it was power. It gave us power 
um, we thought it was freedom, but it's power. And so that's where these two words are really, I'm, I've had to yeah. just kind of yeah. work them out I'm curious in my for head. you to, to work that out a little bit here. So. Yeah. Is that is now the time? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. This is yeah. You're you you are the impetus behind this conversation. Yeah. So lead it. Well, I, you know, we we have all of this going on culturally right now about vaccines, about um, you know, our borders, about um, we we hear a lot from um, the strong conservative right wing evangelical side yeah. about our. Freedoms. This is my freedom to have weapons. It's my freedom to, you know, do this or that, whatever. And um, and I've really struggled with that because I thought, for me, um, I look at freedom as something that's far more mutual than exclusive. So if I'm going to exhibit freedom, um, it has to be somehow remain freedom for somebody else. My freedom doesn't now make someone else not free, right? Right. So I decided today that I just kind of look up what the difference between freedom and power were, and um, and so one of the the comparisons that I came across was that um, I'm just going to read it because I had to screenshot it so that I wouldn't forget it um, later. Um, if freedom refers to what a person may do. Power refers to what a person can do. Um, Interesting. Freedom is being able to make decisions that affect mainly you. Power is being able to make decisions that affect others more than you. Hmm. So um, I then, of course, my search goes to, is power bad? You know, because we can often um, look at power as being something that... um, we know is a uh, in abusive situations or things like that, political right. power, church power, whatever. And uh, and one argument was that if that it is absolutely neutral, it's who possesses it that makes it good or bad, and what they choose to do with that. So power in and of itself, um, used in a good way, actually affects change. So um, a bit of a prophetic power and I don't mean it in the truly religious sense, but um, moves us towards evolving as humans and change. It's it's putting things that need to be bettered and change there. Well, there has to be some level of power to be able to make those changes come into effect. And we can implement something negative in there as well to make sure. a negative effect, right? So then I'm back to freedom versus power. What things are we dealing with um, in a society that we're calling freedoms but might actually be powers? And if we understood the difference, would we make different decisions? Would we hold um, our quote-unquote freedoms differently if we uh, could separate them from each other, from yeah. power to freedom? So, Have you thought about some e- examples of, um, of how that might look? The well, comparison between the two? I, I think I think there's the I mean, when I look at freedom, um I you know, we look at uh, a little bit of um gosh, if you're if you're looking at it in terms of like the book we were reading and um you know, making personal choices about your body, I have the freedom to say yes or no to an advance made on me, right? Yeah. Um power 
or freedom is my ability to make that decision for to choose to choose to make that decision whether, for myself whether you will engage right. in because in some, a sexual way with someone right or not. because yeah. some cultures do not have that freedom sure so um so here let's just say here in america i i have an understanding as an american that i have the freedom to say yes or no about advances to towards my body so anybody who uh abuses that it's actually abuse right it's a right. sexual assault or various right. levels of of abuse. Right. So um, power would be um, then implementing something into the scenario that affects others more than myself. So that freedom is my personal thing. But if I start to say that this is what um, you can or can't do, I'm now making this an effect on you, not just a freedom on myself. So if I'm if I'm understanding this different, well, correctly. I think what, I think the example that you're using is really interesting, and, and here's how it, it strikes my mind. Here's how I'm I'm interpreting what you're what you're saying, and you can tell me if I'm if I'm mm-hmm. interpreting it correctly. So, let's use a you know and trigger warning here, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> sexual yeah. assault kind of stuff. Um, if uh, if you as a woman have the ability to you know. Choose whether or not you want to. Uh, and let's just again full trigger warning here. You know to to sexually in, engage with me, a man. Okay, mm-hmm. let's you know pretend that we're not married for a minute. Okay, um, <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> and so you have that freedom to choose whether or not you want to sexually engage with me. Right. Um, I, as a man, also have the freedom to choose in return whether I accept, you know, that advance or if I advance and you accept it. You know, there's right, a relationship that right. exists right, right. there. If you choose to not sexually engage with me, but I choose to sexually engage with you anyway, okay? Mm-hmm. So now we're talking about harassment. We're talking about assault. We're even talking about rape, right? Mm-hmm. Then you tried to exercise your freedom to, to make a choice for yourself that mm-hmm. you did not want to be engaged with me, I did not exercise a freedom to assault you, to force myself mm-hmm. on you. I exercised power in that moment. Mm-hmm. Because now it isn't just about whether I am, whether I may or may not, it's what I can do. And if I, right, in that in the terms of what your the mm-hmm. definition you read, okay? Um, so that I think is a real... I think that that's a very clear kind of black and white mm-hmm. kind of show of, you know, freedom compared with power. You know, exercising yeah. freedom, exercising power. Um, I think that one of the things that particularly as a, a white American mm-hmm. that I have to be very conscious of and I have to hold with great reverence is, is this um, declaration of my freedom. Because if my, this is a conclusion I'm coming to, that if, if my freedom removes a freedom from you, then I, that's no longer freedom. That is power. Mm. I am now saying that, um, that I have more value, I have more position, I have more of something than you do. It is not equality any longer, Right. Right. So I'm, I'm thinking a lot about all of this stuff, like um, vaccines, for mm-hmm. instance. 
And I've come into all of this with a with a strong mindset that my freedom in all of this isn't really around whether or not I get a vaccine or not. Um, that's not where I lay stake in my freedoms. My freedom is the opportunity to stay alive, right, from a virus that is killing people. That's ultimately, if I go back far enough, that's ultimately where I'm at. What options do I have to allow for the freedom to live? So, um, so when I think about if I do or don't take a vaccine, does that decision on that freedom to protect myself from this virus um, cause a problem to somebody else? Does it make them uh, have less freedom towards life? So these are these are the things that I am like weighing out. Um, does my freedom to own a gun, an AR-15 for that matter, um, then... Called an assault rifle. Rifle. <laughs> does does uh, owning and or using that as a freedom as an American remove a freedom from somebody else? Right. So these this is where... I know there, there's probably not a, there's probably some answers that are really clear and really obvious, and there's others that just aren't. They're muddy. They're muddy, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. So when this guy on TV uh, on the show had said that highways now provided freedom, I went, no. We may think we have this illusion that it's freedom because I can drive as far as I want to, and that feels like freedom. Yeah. But what it's actually giving me is power. I have the power to go anywhere I want to and to conquer any area that I want to, to live in any place that I want to. Conquer? I mean, what? Think, think <laughs> in about, what way? In what context? Think, think about what was happening. We've moved. Um, okay, I'm going to get into some really, yeah. Um, when okay, I when I when I think <laughs> about how the rail system was um, built here in America, yeah, and I think about then how roads were built and how they become um, government or state property, um, all of that is taking from somebody else, right? Okay. So when we, even though it feels like advancement and freedom that I can now go anywhere I want to at what you know at a different speed than walking or horseback um i i actually have suppressed or taken something from someone else in order to do that um we have moved indigenous americans to plots of area we call reservations this is yours but we get all the rest and what do we have in its place we have roads, we have cities, we have rail systems, and we just came through and we conquered the area. We plowed it all down and we took. So sure. so when I think about this illusion that all of these things, all of these advances of transportation were um, freedoms for us, there isn't anything from the time we left Europe to right now that didn't require us conquering somebody else's space, somebody else's way of life in order to get that freedom. So to me, it's no longer freedom. That's power. God, you you really are going... Stuck in my head. No, 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 no. I wasn't <laughs> going to say that. 
Uh, I wasn't going to say anything negative at all. I was just going to say, I mean, the <laughs> you want to talk about systemic roots? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was that. Um, it's the it it's that is such a deep, 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 deep kind of systemic kind of thing. It's it's um, how we were birthed as a nation, and that's no. I, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. Um, and in yeah man okay so uh, my mind just went uh, like went five different directions yeah and no i don't want to hijack I... this conversation so let's keep talking about this conversation um so yes i see that i uh, i'm gonna be honest with you i don't know how to talk about that well i don't even I, I'm know not what to I, say i'm not saying that i know answers to this dilemma I'm just saying what's becoming apparent to me is that I really need to be careful, my own self-check. I really need to be careful on what I call a freedom versus what I call, what what I should be naming power. Power, yeah. Um, so, okay, so I have like a, a couple of, of thoughts that, that start coming to me because I start immediately looking for examples of, mm-hmm. of what you're talking about. So, for instance, everything that's going on in Texas right now with women's rights right. to, you know their to their own bodies right mm-hmm. to, to choose um whether to you know uh continue or terminate a pregnancy for mm-hmm. one right okay so we have you know back in 76 i think it was um mm-hmm. somebody can you know check me on that and i'm I'm probably wrong on the date but i know it was around then I Roe know, versus Wade, which said which which gave freedom to women to make a choice over their own bodies. Mm-hmm. Now, y- you as a woman could not make another woman right. do what you, the choice that you wanted right. over her, but you could choose what you did over your own body. Mm-hmm. Um, and as as far as you know, the the right to you know terminate a pregnancy or continue a pregnancy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So in Texas here, just recently, uh, the Texas the state government uh, overruled that. Everybody's heard about all the hullabaloo mm-hmm. about all of that and how they're, it's, you know, they're trying to overturn it you know, back now and all that kind of stuff. Um, that is a power move to say, um, to, to undo the freedom that was given to women to make choices for themselves to now say, no, you are no longer free to make that choice for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bunch of men in government buildings are going to make it for you. <laughs> okay, That's, That is power. That is power yes. at work. Okay. Um, Can I be the devil's advocate in that? Which is you're going to be the devil's advocate. I'm not talking about women's rights. Okay, no. But listen, here here is is where it gets muddy. That's why I said this is never that easy. Okay. Because what they would say in the same conversation, if we're going to uphold what freedom is versus what power is, sure. Then we're going to say that if that baby is a life, then the, the the choice, the freedom that the woman has to terminate a pregnancy has now violated the choice of the child. So therefore, it is a decision of power, not a decision of freedom. <laughs> so that's... Muddy, muddy mu- waters. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So then we are, we're back to we have to define when life starts, right? Right. right. So, so this, it just gets really... It's difficult. It, it, it's just... Um, when it comes to what should be freedom right. as a human being. If I go 
if I go back to core issues, then I'm going to first start by looking at myself and saying, is the decision that I'm making or is the thing I'm stepping out in a freedom or am I exerting power? Sure. And like I said before, power isn't necessarily a negative thing. So it, it may be necessary to move forward to more good. Right. Is that we have to move in power. Okay. So we talk about this thing called... Oh, go ahead. No. You know, I can tell. <laughs> I was just going to say, because you can't just leave your devil's advocacy sitting on the table like that. I'm, um, I, I'm not I'm, saying there's... I, so... But, Part of what goes into this then, too, then, is that what comes into the conversation is conversation about what is and what is not. Um, and so what yeah. actually is and what is not. And so then it all comes, you know, down this to all these. This is why it's in the courts. This is why it's, it's right. messy. And this is why people stake their whole belief system on some of these things. Because... But this comes back full circle systemic again right. to um, a specific group of people, primarily evangelical Christians, mm -hmm. who are basing their calls for, you know, the freedom of the unborn, as they would say, based on old religious views mm -hmm. and ignoring current scientific understandings that uh, that the pro-choice crowd is trying to present over and over again. Mm -hmm. So again, they're they're going back to like ancient kinds of systems to say no that that violates you know the the freedom of the unborn. So we're willing to violate your freedom in order to you know because of our our. 2,000-year-old document that actually doesn't say anything about it. Um, and then, um, and, but it does say something about violating, you know, humanity today. You know, it's, it's very black and white. And you start, in, you start getting into this, and it's all, again, it's all, it, it becomes this thing then of, okay, well, whether or not we call something freedom or whether we call it power, still comes down to these systemic issues yeah. of what do we put our, uh, our, 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 I don't know how to say it, our faith into. Yeah. Do we place our faith into modern understanding, scientific reason, you know, mm. all that kind of stuff? Or do we place our faith, and, and, and I'm not talking about faith in the, in the terms of believing something that you can't prove. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about faith in terms of confidence, like confidence for living, you mm -hmm. know, in the same way. I said this before because it's such a simple way of thinking about it that I had faith that this chair would hold me up when I sat down in it, not because I knew that it wouldn't collapse under me, and not because and, and faith wasn't this thing of me hoping the chair didn't collapse under me, but I'm gonna try it anyway. It's just that chairs generally hold up when I sit under them, and so I have confidence that it is, and I don't even have to think about it. That's what I'm talking about in terms of faith, replacing our faith. In you know, in scientific reasoning and and factual kind of stuff, where we're placing our faith into uh, stuff that has, I mean, that, that you can't, that you literally have to point at and say you just have to accept it for being that way. You didn't like any of that that I just said. I just think it's not. Pardon me. That's why we're drinking a love. We're drinking a lover's quarrel. I just think it's not actually the point, and that's the part 
that (laughs) (laughs) that we get I think this is how we get a little sidetracked is that we feel like we have to decide where that confidence sits let me let me say it this way if we go back to what's going on in Texas right now and we go back to Roe versus Wade Roe versus Wade was partly about abortion but a lot about women's rights to their bodies. In the same time, a pro-life movement says abortion is wrong, evil, murder, all of these things. They also will say contraception, teaching that, sex education, all of those things. Teaching anything other than abstinence only, yeah. Is is wrong as well. Yes. And, And welfare is wrong. And single momming is wrong. Like, these are all shamed uh, experiences post... Single momming. Yeah. Can we make that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, so the, there's an emphasis on one particular act. So they're wanting to hold on to one piece. And we actually have removed not just... If, if we go down this road as a nation, we remove the power... We remove the freedom for self-agency in our reproductive um, choices, contraception, education, all of those things. Okay. Something something struck me in that Church 2 book, and I don't have a paper copy to actually read it. I'd have to go back and I mean, I'm kind of <laughs> right. frustrated with that. But um, one of the things that was mentioned was that when um, – that, that ignorance is – um, one, when when we cannot modify behavior, when we cannot control behavior, then what we can control is knowledge. So we remove education okay, so that we then have limited or ignorance on the topic. So then suppression, oppression, power, all of those things can exist because there's not enough information to know that I can do this a different way. Yeah. Which is what yes. we have sitting with pro-life and pro-choice right. is, and not just an issue, an issue of whether or not um, and at what stage an abortion can happen. It really has more the systemic, the deeper issue really has to do with knowledge. What are we educated with? What information do we have? Okay. How does this not have anything to do with what I was talking about? I'm not saying that it doesn't. (laughs) Because, again, what we can't get away from here is that there is, like, a dominant crowd that is behind all of these things that you're referring to. I I get that. I'm trying not to actually talk about the abortion issue in its, like, whether I think it's right, wrong, where I sit on this, because I feel like that's not the, the topic of this. The, the issue to me, and it always has been for pro-life, pro-choice movement, is less about abortion and more about um, education, information. Okay, and, so 100% agree with you. I, I, okay, so I, to- I, so I totally I get that. Yes, to go I totally get that. that. I get, and, and so um, I, I understand now why you kind of balked at that, but that wasn't what I was trying to do as my okay. point either. That was the example that I was using because okay. I think it's a pretty, no, I, it's a pretty I think... kind of blatant example of, a dip, of, of freedom and power 
at work, yeah. right? Um, let's use let's use something totally different. Let's let's use guns, okay? Let's say <laughs> okay, you let's know, get away from well, women's let's just rights say, and let's abortion. just say, yeah. I mean, you know, because there's some there's there's definitely nuance here too. It's it's, it's muddy waters in in certain aspects too, right? Okay, so. Um, you know, open carry laws in, in mm-hmm. states say that somebody can walk around with a gun strapped to their hip in public, right. right? Okay, so that person claims they have a freedom to walk around with a gun strapped to their hip. Mm-hmm. But as they walk around in certain contexts, now this isn't the same everywhere, because mm-hmm. depending on where they are, mm-hmm. um, it could be a freedom or it can be power. Okay, because if they're if they're in a small town in Idaho, chances are they're not the only one walking around with a gun strapped to their hip, and they all experience that freedom together. But if they walk around with a gun strapped to their hip in New York City, that happens to be a very liberal city, right? Chances are hardly anyone. I, I don't even think they have open carry laws, but let's just say, okay. Gosh, we're getting so. Um, no, 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 no. All of a sudden, the, like everyone around them is freaking out because there's somebody walking around with a gun, and you don't know that person's intent. You don't know what they and they say, "I have the right to carry this gun." And they're like, "Yeah, but we don't know who you are. We don't know if you intend to use that gun. We don't know. All that we know is that there is someone with an instrument that is intended to, to harm." Okay, or or just to harm at the very least, right? That is that is its sole purpose is to harm another human being. Okay, um, and oh, I'm not even gonna go into all the things. Of what about hunting and all that? I'm talking about somebody walking around with a handgun, open carry concept. Okay, all right. In that case, they are exercising their power, not a freedom, because that that power that they're exercising is making everyone else like sick to their stomachs, you know, anxious, all that. I mean, it's having a drastic effect when they walk down the street with that. It is no longer a freedom at that point. It is an exercise of power at that point. Um, I'm backing up what you're saying and you're, no, no, no. And you're I, looking no. at me like you're it's totally not, it's disagreeing not that. with it's, me. It's, <laughs> I, I'm realizing how some of these issues are I'm not triggering in a like you know, heart palpitations, you know, kind of triggering. But it just provokes so much opinion for me <laughs> that I have a hard time um, with the topic itself. Um, because what I want to say is every gun, except for maybe like a twenty-two or, uh, well, even caps. I mean, we have the situation where a, a blank gun has now killed Yeah, the someone. whole Alec Baldwin yeah. thing just happened. Which uh, yeah. has been disturbing Yeah, to somebody me, was killed with a movie prop pro- gun. Pro- right. Yeah. But these weapons are not intended to harm. They are intended to kill. Every single one of them has the power, and you put the right ammunition in it. It has the power, and it has the Is intent. Is that what you're getting hung up on? No, I'm just saying... <laughs> I'm saying that was that was the underlying issue that I was struggling with because I can't I can't settle on their intended for harm. I was just harm. trying to just take it all the way down, like to I, say. I'm, I don't bullshit anymore. <laughs> I I'm sorry. You own a gun to kill something, whether it sure. is a person or an animal. There there are people out there who competitive target shoot. I, my dad was one of them, and he also used the same gun to kill snakes. So <laughs> okay, it, it doesn't work. It's still <laughs> what it was originally intended for. And if you so, use it for something else, 
it still has that okay, yeah, so ability. Yeah, I'm, I'm not disagreeing of, with you. Okay, what do you think of this? <laughs> what do you think of this? We have this right, okay, yeah. built into our Constitution right. about guns. Right. Who was this right written by? Well, I mean, I, I know, but I, I don't know if it's the answer you're looking for. What do you, who? Men of power who were conquering a nation and moving indigenous uh, Americans, indigenous, uh, were they, I don't know that they were Americans at the time, but because <laughs> it wasn't America. Because it wasn't America, but yeah. They were conquering the yeah. land. So why yeah. wouldn't gun ownership be a freaking right? Yeah. Because we need that right to continue this movement of conquering. So, like I said, you open a can of worms, okay. what are you going to get? The point <laughs> is the, the, the comparison of freedom and power here. I keep I giving examples of comparing freedom and power, and this you is... keep getting hung up on the example. So... <laughs> I told you I am so in my head the last I know. few days. So, Things are rattling all Why over. does this matter? Why does this why does this conversation if we're not going to go into mm-hmm. the weeds yeah. on it yeah. and we're not going to get hung up on on the examples themselves why does this conversation of understanding freedom versus power why does it matter why does it matter to you you know it it's mattering to me cuz i feel like i keep coming up against it um where i hear my previous tribe evangelical Christians, right-wing Republicans, having these conversations about vaccines, about gun rights, about all of these issues. And I'm, I can have my opinion of what I think, what I think a gun is for, right? I mean, I can, I can have that opinion, but, um, but why am I having such a struggle with, uh, with people being so adamant that it is my right to... to uh, my freedom. Yeah, that it is my freedom to not be vaccinated. Sure. When my freedom to live in a community is also valid. And if my freedom to live in, in a community is now being um, at risk or it doesn't um, isn't allowed because your freedom to not have a vaccine and to continue perpetuating a virus that's what I'm up against like internally and sure you obviously know where I stand with vaccines um, I'm seeing my friends um, work their asses off in hospitals trying to keep people alive um, through this sure. COVID at sure. pandemic. Um, I'm exhausted um, with, you know, my job of what I do around COVID. And, and when I have somebody who walks in and says, it's my freedom, then I go, but I'm now, as a healthcare worker, I don't have the freedom to be safe because you're choosing the freedom to not vaccinate. So this is where the, the polarizing question comes is that actually freedom or is that power that i am choosing to be in charge of something sure, for sure. this and, it, and it's at the cost of someone else so how about this okay how does how does this sound to you uh 
freedom is only freedom when it doesn't impinge on someone else's freedom. So. Okay, I'm yeah. not done. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Power should only be used. So power is only appropriately used to impinge or to limit another's power. Which could be good or bad. No, 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 no. Power should never be exercised to limit freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, you have your own point, and so you're just going right to your point. No, now. no, no. I'm, I'm, really, I'm working it I on... I think that was fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm working it out in my head because... Um, just because we have um, the freedom that I may make a decision doesn't mean it's the right decision. Yeah, but that, I don't think that has anything to do with it. But isn't that the responsibility of freedom? Is hold is if we're going to actually hold freedom in our hands, we hold the quote unquote the may that okay. we may do this. You're talking. I think you're actually talking about something else at this point, though. You're. I mean, I think freedom is neutral, just like power is neutral, and so what you do with that freedom is neither good nor evil. It just. It, it just we're talking is. about right. definition. And so okay, right. in the in the terms of definition, um, freedom is only freedom if it does not impinge on someone else's freedom. So in other words, um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of something that, you know. Th- I know. I, I, okay, I'm going back to the sex thing for you and I, okay? <laughs> you and I, um, we have the freedom to choose to have sex, Okay, we're going to put a trigger warning on this episode, all right? We have the freedom to have sex with each other. As soon as I choose to have sex with you and you don't want it, I have impinged on your your freedom and it is now no longer freedom. I have exercised power. Okay, we talked about that before. If you act on it, yes. If I act on it. Asking. Absolutely. Yeah, right. Of course, of course. Absolutely. Okay, in the same way, when someone says it's, you know, when someone... Yeah, I, you know, they steal the uh, the saying, you know, my body, my choice for whether or not they choose to have a vaccine or not. Mm-hmm. But then they choose to walk into public places where other people may be exposed to their choice of not having a vaccine. That's power. That they are they are not exercising freedom any longer. They are exercising power. So right. the only way for them to truly exercise freedom. And not take a vaccine, which, great, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Right. Is that they cannot expose other people then. Yeah. That's the only way for it to remain a freedom then is that if you do not walk into a public place. As soon as you walk into a public place saying this is my freedom to do this, you have now exercised power because you have infringed on others' freedoms. Right. So, so and I guess that, that is that is what keeps coming up for me is that it's it's not that I think the government should mandate what we do with our bodies in terms of vaccines or otherwise. It's I actually don't really hold um, to that. Otherwise, I'd be uh, in contradiction with myself when it comes to 
you know, rights of our own bodies to sexual advances and everything else, right? So if I'm going to be consistent, that isn't the issue for me. The issue, I guess, really, between these two words is when, when we hold a freedom irresponsibly and we move it into power. And that is where we hurt um, yeah. each other. So earlier today, I'm just kind of brainstorming as I'm, you know, at work. <laughs> and, the, and the things that came up for me... Where if freedom, uh, if my freedom makes decisions that affect others more than me, then it is no longer freedom, it is power, which is pretty much the definition. That's what, that's here, what we right? talked about, yeah. yeah. If my freedom steals freedom from someone else, it is not freedom, it is power. power. So, um, you know, and, and we talk about this in the life coaching world a lot. Um, we can talk about it in the therapy world, other places, it's, it's kind of a... A buzz phrase right now because it's newer. If you talk about our generation, it's a newer word that we didn't hear much of growing up. But it's called self-agency, which is basically personal power. So we're saying that I am going to have power to make my own decisions, that I'm going to allow that to come from within versus from external. So what was happening in this Church 2 movement or this hashtag Church 2 book is um, is pulling this systemic issue of removing self-agency from its participants in in the church culture. So we're saying you don't actually have the power to make this decision for yourself. We remove education, we remove information, and instead we replace that with directives, um, shame, fear results, all kinds of things that we put in its place to say, this is why you shouldn't do that because you won't be loved later. You won't. I mean, there's like a whole plethora of sure. uh, consequences to um, sex before marriage or, you know, um, other variations of it. But um, so if, if we can hold respectfully our own self-agency, we have the, we have the power to make these choices for ourselves, that we don't have to rely on an outside system to to have you know that personal power, sure. right? Um, and then we step into a freedom with that same great responsibility. Then we can move forward in with our neighbors and our community in a way that doesn't encroach on oppression, suppression, um, abuse how uh, abuse of power um in, in those contexts but right now i feel like particularly in america and particularly um when we talk about the evangelical christian um community we and this is what you and i chose to come out from under yeah. was a system <laughs> system god i can't <laughs> talk today was a system of um power Instead of what I was told growing up is that Christ was my freedom. And then in Christ, I have freedom. In God, I have freedom. But what I actually learned was that in this system, I have no power. I have no self-agency. Wow. And I wow. have, um, I am under Ooh. powerful wow. systems. Yeah. So if I were to rise up, and this is one of the things that is important to me to work on with my clients, is understanding what self-agency personal power is and how do we move forward in that especially for those of us who have lived without any self-agency sure 
um, we don't even know, one, what that's supposed to feel like, and two, it feels like it feels like intrusive power on others. And it's not always that, yeah. you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So so I think many of us are having to relearn um, what these things mean, what freedom actually is versus power. Um, you know, I, I was taught these uh, nursery or, um, Sunday school songs, Onward Christian Soldier, you know, and, and we have this sword and we have this body of armor and we're going into war and we're going to slay the evil. Well, that all sounds heroic, but what if the evil was what we were doing right. rather than what we were right. tr- chasing after, right? right. So um, I might have been told in my evangelical Christian upbringing that my freedom was to fight for the Lord. But if that freedom, freedom of religion, has now Impinged stolen freedom, freedom from someone yeah. else, yeah. it is no longer freedom. Yeah. And that those are, the, those are the big questions that I have yeah. that come yeah. up. And I'm not saying I have answers in these things, but I do know I can't sit in the seats of power. Um, I can't sit under the seats of power any longer. Right. Um, I I think there's a different way. I think there's a better way um, of doing that. And yeah. um, but what it's going to take is the thing that we don't want, and that's responsibility. Yeah. Because even though I may may have a freedom, it doesn't mean that it is to be yielded and used at the cost of someone else's. Well, because then it's no longer freedom. I mean, right. that's what we're talking about, right? Right. right. It's that it's that understanding of when I, what I call freedom becomes power. Um, And, you know, and what we haven't talked about, and we don't need to talk about it right now, um, is the appropriate use of power. And I think Mm -hmm. that there is appropriate use of power. Mm -hmm. Um, Generally, I think it's to limit the abuse of power. (laughs) So that would, you know, that's, you know, that would be an appropriate way. There's lots of examples of that. but I think that this this whole thing of what you're talking about um, is really understanding that uh, that I have I have the freedom to do whatever I want to, so long as I never infringe on someone else's freedom. Freedom. Now, that being said, and this is a this is an old Pastor Brian quote, right? <laughs> Does, like, for instance. I have the freedom to take this pencil sitting here on the desk and jab it into my eyeball. Okay, mm-hmm. I have the freedom to do that because it doesn't impinge on anyone else's freedom, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it's still a really bad idea. It's <laughs> <You know>? stupid. <laughs> it's stupid, and so that—that's the other context I think is that you know that you know there there's a whole thing there too with it, just because you have freedom doesn't mean. That you should exercise every freedom either. So we're not talking about that either, right? No. We're talking about, I'm saying we're talking about, but this is is kind of where my brain is going. Mm -hmm. I think this is what you're talking about too, is that what becomes fundamentally important is learning to distinguish between the two and knowing when I am operating in my own freedom and when I begin to operate in power over another. And if, and if I 
operate in freedom, then there's a whole thing that I can go through to, right. the, you know, responsibility and care and, you know, mm-hmm. being wise and smart. And then even with my kids, I want to mm-hmm. teach them to to use their freedoms appropriately mm-hmm. and, and all that kind of stuff, right? But if I start exercising power, then I if if I do not seriously step back from that and go, whoa, wait a second. I am now beginning to infringe on another's rights, right? Mm -hmm. On on their own personal freedom. Freedom. Even if I don't like their freedom, but I'm impinging Mm -hmm. on that freedom, then that should give me at least great pause. Yeah. And if I continue like a bull in a china shop ahead with impinging on others' freedoms, well, then I might just start finding myself in the category of an abuser. Right. Of an assaulter. Right. Or at the very least, a fucking asshole. Right. Right? Right. <laughs> so um, I, I, is that what we're talking about here, though? Is it's like, yeah. is it, it's, it's, it's fundamental for us to understand the differences between the two. Yes. I think language is important. And particularly in this day and age right now, where we are so polarized as a community, the words that we use matter. Yeah. And um and so I want to be very careful what I say. It's my right to do this. It's my yeah. freedom yeah, yeah, to yeah, do yeah. this. Yeah. And say, yeah, but is that is that robbing or stealing someone else's same freedom? Then you're not or talking about freedom. freedom anymore, buddy. We're not talking about that. This is exerting power. You're exerting power. And and there is it's like I said, it's it's neutral, so there's a place and a time, but I also think there's a way. And um and when when we get back to defining freedom as the freedom to be human, the freedom to make choices about ourself yeah. um, uh, without making choices about somebody else's self, um, then that's, you know, we, we have to, t- we do, we have to take great pause and say, is that actually a freedom I should have? It may be awarded to me. But is it one I should exercise? Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's just what's rattling around in my head. It'll rattle around for a while I more. And I next weekend, I'll probably say something different on the topic. I don't know. But that's just what it is. I don't think so. I don't think you'll say something different. I don't know. I think there may be a whole lot more to say on the topic. I don't know. Or I may have just gotten it all out today and I'll be done with it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I, I mean, I... You know, you and I intentionally did not talk about this very much going right. into this so that we would be able to have this kind of conversation. Yeah. I loved this conversation. Yeah. I thought this is, I think it's- Were you a, surprised by yeah. what I was going on in my head? Yeah. Well, not surprised. I just, I I, I knew there was something brewing in there. And I just didn't know <laughs> what it was, you know? You're like, oh God, what am I No, I, I wasn't afraid get? of it. No, no. I was just like, I-, I Again, I intentionally, you know, tried to not engage with it because I, I didn't, I, I wanted this to be a real sacred spaces conversation. Here we are having a real sacred spaces conversation. I love it. I love it. So anyway, uh, but we have company coming over tonight. Yes. So, so we should clean you know, the house. <laughs> get ready for them. And also Asher is getting ready to go spend the night at and I need to see Auntie KK's. And I hear somebody stomping around on top of us. Everybody else probably hears it too. So I'm assuming <laughs> they're home right now for a minute. We should go say hey to them. Yeah. But uh, anyway. Okay. So we'll sign off for now. And then uh, yeah. we're just going to say it. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>